The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king God made me punch in the accurate numbers My castle won't crumble What I tackle will fumble I've been a leader when they ain't see it But now my feet is up According to me royalty didn't end with king touch Crown on my head, clouds is at my legs Big says sky is the limit I look down on the ledge I push the bar like I'm opening the cell Hands in my cookie jar You won't come out with a single nail I need all of mine The weight of my shoulders won't fit on a scale What's a king to a giant? Well, Goliath fell even if we playing chess, dog. This king can't be checked. I make all my moves on the board. I invented my steps. Uh-huh. I'm a king, the blood of a ruler. I feel like Mansa Musa. Musa. Make your squad disappear like landing by the Bermuda. Triangle, look at it from my angle. I'm a king, the closest thing to being one of God's angels. Yeah. I'm a king. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. king. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is the Code of Conduct of the King Podcast. I am your host, Jason Mr. King, and I am excited to be back for the third time. And I'm saying that because it actually means that I just celebrated, the Code of Conduct just celebrated its third anniversary of being in existence which is crazy to me because I didn't even want to do this. And so, <laughs> so today's episode, uh, I have my brother, I got my friend Joe Miller with me, and we're going to just kind of uh, reminisce on it. We're going to talk about how it all got started, how we got here, and, and then we're going to talk some Buffalo Bills and, uh, and get on out of here. But, but Joe, what's going on? It's been a while. You know, we did, we did hump day one, one time since the season was over. I think, uh, yes, you were correct. I've been on a wonderful break. I've been on a brain yeah. relaxation, lay down and do nothing creatively break since uh, the Bills. I, I, I basically have done in the last four months what the Bills did in that Cincinnati game. Nothing. Oh, oh Joe. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> <Joe. nothing. laughs> I wasn't expecting you to say that. I'm like, coming in hot, baby. Coming in hot. I was waiting. For, I was. I don't know what I was expecting you to say, but but it's like, oh, that was such, that hurt so bad. That just hurt my feelings. Hey, if I'm wrong, call me out. 
<laughs> no, no, it is what it is. You know what? And and I think because that's part of it too. Like normally, I try my hardest to go like from the end of the year, like right from the end of the season. I just stick with it and I try to go through. Yeah. You know, I go through the the spring and the summer. <laughs> and man, this year, I, I I just don't know. I just felt so like blah about everything. Yeah. And I don't know if it was because of the way the season ended. I don't know if it was because. I don't know, but maybe maybe that's kind of what it was for you too this year. Like, you yeah. know what? I'm just going to take a break because <laughs> yeah. this is a lot. Yeah, it did. Yeah, and I did. So, I mean, I knew going in I was going to take some time off, but yeah, it's it's gotten a little bit extended. Uh, I think other than two uh, interviews, now this one is a third and three episodes with FINA. I haven't really done anything. So, uh, and then the the FINA episodes were around the draft. So, um, which, you know, I'm not a draft Nick. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, for all intents and purposes, I have done a whole lot of nothing, but looking forward to kind of maybe getting back into the grind and trying to figure out what that schedule looks like. And I think we're all probably doing the same thing right now, which is looking for sponsors and trying to figure out how the shows are going to line up and what we're going to do and who's going to be here and who's not going to be here and yada, yada, yada. So I I don't have a new job. I have a new role at my job, which I'm going to be traveling a lot more and have been traveling a lot more. Uh, the last three weeks, I have been in Atlanta for three days, Vegas for five days, Denver for four days, and I just got back from Toronto about two hours ago. So, yeah. It's been- yeah, and, Ster- and Sterling told me you were out there in Denver. Actually, no, I saw pictures, and then he told me. I'm here. <laughs> we had a blast. Yeah, yeah. You've, been, you've been everywhere, man. Every, it seems like every time I look up and open up your Twitter, you're like somewhere else posting a picture with somebody, and I'm like, this guy is everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's a work thing. It's, I'm, I'm traveling more right now than I wanted to when I took the job, but it'll, I'm not traveling in July at all. And okay. then uh, it should settle. It should, it should be about twice a, twice a month is what I, my expectation is. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, let's get into it. You actually just brought up something and you're right. We are looking for for sponsors for the season. So if anybody is looking to advertise their businesses or if anybody knows anybody advertising their businesses Mm -hmm. and they would like to um, dive into the podcast world and uh, get with a network that last season did over four point two million downloads and streams. Wow. This is the place to come. Buffalo rumblings for SB Nation. So hit us up. And speaking of that, we're going to jump right into it. But before we do, I'm going to Get a word from from my sponsor. Nice. Okay, here's the deal. I know as Bills fans, we wait all year for the fall and the winter so we can go to the Bills games. I get it. Trust me, I do. But let me tell you why this time of the year is elite. It's party time. And we're going to party for so many reasons, whether it's a graduation party, a birthday party, family reunion, or just because it's Saturday and the weather's perfect. Here's the thing. My guy, Buffalo Freddy, has everything you need to make your party the best party of the year. We have everything from chairs and tables to premium tents, water slides, wet and dry bounce houses, and so much more. And that's not all. The best barbecue catering in Western New York has you covered, whether it's a small party or a corporate gathering. Buffalo Freddy Barbecue Catering makes everything easy for you. Rentals and bookings available now at www.buffalofreddy.com or you can call 716-4-FREDDY. That's 716-437-3339. Remember, for all your party rental needs, just call 4-FREDDY. Shout out Buffalo Freddy. Now, Joe, let's let's get right into it because okay. I already feel like the way it's been a while and, and the way we do hump day, a lot of times when we're when we have things actually planned, yeah. we still go over. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to try to I'm going to try to prevent that as much as possible today. Uh, sure. But like I said, so it's been it's been three years. And so this is going technically into my fourth season. Mm. 
and this has been the third year. And it's, it's actually been kind of crazy because um, just the way everything played out. But let's talk a little bit about just like how it got started, because I tell this story, but I always give it from like my perspective. But you were the one that actually like reached out and was like, hey, man, you should come on my show. And I'm like, me? Yeah. So let's let's talk about it a little <laughs> bit and just go down memory lane for a second there. Well, we were at Ebenezer Ale House. I remember that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't remember what I was eating. I may have been eating a, uh, jer a Jamaican jerk chicken sandwich. That's probably what I had there because I love your Jamaican jerk chicken sandwich. That's exactly what it was because I had you was like, you got to try this one. <laughs> <laughs> Super good. So good. But so yeah, good. but I don't know that that was necessarily the reason that we were meeting. I, I think there was other reasons that we were meeting. I think I think the conversation just kind of rolled into because I, I think I had just started, right? I don't had I had I been doing it a year yet. What year was that? again that was well that was late 19 um and because and, i moved i moved early 20 i moved march 2020 that's right so and, yeah so i had just been doing it i yeah. had just started doing it and i think i may have been asking you for some advice too i was like so what do you think <laughs> 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 and the, what a crazy part about it is for me too is so i know obviously yeah we met there and we talked a little bit about it but mm -hmm. like it didn't even it didn't even happened then it, it kind of so like i said i moved in march mm -hmm. of 2020 and uh president trump at the time shut the country down march 15th mm -hmm. uh, when when covid hit right and i remember man like it was it it turned into me being so excited to move to phoenix like it like i mean everything about phoenix i, I was just excited for i'm like oh man i'm going i'm doing everything and the one thing i was still able to do is play golf because <laughs> obviously you could do that but not in um state. not in new york <laughs> nope not in new york <laughs> you couldn't even social distance on a golf course which no, is crazy. wasn't enough <laughs> but, but so out here i was still able to play golf and i was still able to do certain things like that yeah. but um as far as like really getting out getting to know people do things mm -hmm. not happening mm -hmm. so i was like bored out my mind and you hit me and we you're like hey man i, I feel like at the time you you didn't have a topic or something and you're like just just come on and let's, let's just talk well we we vibed well together right so i mean anytime you know how it is you've been doing this a long time you're always looking for somebody that the, the communication kind of flows seamlessly right i guess mm -hmm. is the, the easiest way and kind of flows easily not necessarily somebody that, that, that shares your viewpoints even though you and i share a lot of viewpoints um it was just more about the fact that the, the conversation was easy and for me relationships that are easy are my favorite relationships the, the ones that i have to like constantly be the person bringing so how about the knicks mm -hmm. right so <laughs> How about that NASCAR? And I don't know anything about NASCAR. I'm just like, I'm trying to find something. I'm fishing because the other person on the other side is just kind of sitting there. So um, for me, it was just more about like, you know, I think I was not fishing for top. We we wanted to do a roster breakdown, if I'm not mistaken, right? Or yep, like, yep. yeah. So we ended up doing a roster breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, sure. and you pretty much, if I'm not mistaken, nailed a lot of it. I was like, holy crap. Like, like, didn't you, isn't it the one where you picked Reggie Gilliam? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Was that, that was the year that he, that's the year he made the roster. And I remember when I'm like, no, I'm telling you, Reggie Gilliam. And everybody in the comments were like, who the right. heck is Reggie? <laughs> Reggie, what? Yeah. One sledge, right? Isn't that his uh, Twitter handle now? Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Reggie's a good dude, too. So, yeah, you nailed that one. You knocked that one out of the park. You're right more than you're wrong. I'll give you that. So, uh, you know, I, I try not to take chances. I don't know if you would consider it even taking chances at this point. 90% of the time, you just nail it. It's like, bang, Spencer's on it. Well, I'll tell you what. If you want to make another bet, because no. I don't make many that's bets. Way, that's way down on the list. That's way <laughs> no, down on the list. But, but you said it. So you you were – and I know we didn't bet on the, the um, roster – 
but the thing is like i don't make bets unless i really feel super and again i know so what joe's talking about when he said it's down the list we have a a short list of topics and on there um a couple years back when we did hump day live (laughs) where were we at we were uh uh, O'Neal's. I had to pay off the bet at O'Neal's, but we we made the bet on the show on one a uh, hump day. Okay, so yeah, so we made the bet that um, Isaiah <laughs> Isaiah Hodgins, um, Joe said he would make the fifty three man roster, and I'm like, no, it's not happening. And he's like, no, he's making a roster. So we make a bet. Is that the bet? That was the bet, wasn't it? It Man. was, yeah. And if and if and if Hodges didn't make the roster, you had to wear a Cam jersey. Mm. At the time, Cam Newton was the starter quarterback for New England mm. Patriots, so you had to wear a Cam jersey. I don't remember mm. what I would have had to do if I had lost that bet, but I just knew I just knew I wasn't going to lose it. Mm. Yeah, Cam Newton. My, here's my greatest Cam Newton impression. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> my back just cracked. You probably needed it. It was probably good for. <laughs> I don't know. I might, I might limp away from that. I'm going to be 50 uh, Sunday, so I might limp away Sheesh. from this year, but yeah. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, yeah. So I, you know, I've been thinking about that whole thing. Cause you were like, Hey, do you want to tee a bet up again? And I was like, I don't think so, but I might, and it might be around the same character if that's, a, if that's the case. So what do we want to bet on total receiving yards for Isaiah Hodgins in 2023? Um, I take it that you, you're thinking he's going to have, uh, not necessarily a monster year, but a breakout no, not, year. Not a monster. No. Well, all right, but a breakout any, year, right? Well, I mean, I don't, it was last year a breakout year, I guess is the question because like he did something that nobody not nobody, but most people didn't expect, right? He went to the Giants yeah. and cemented himself a role at least last season. So I guess it would be a breakout year if he plays the whole season and has a significant role, but that doesn't mean like 1,200 yards. Like that's not what I'm saying. Right, 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 yeah. yeah. No, yeah. no. I, um, for me, I, so when I look at when I look at the situation he's in now, I still think – I think he makes the, the 53 mm-hmm. out there. Um, I just don't know if – I don't know if he's developed yet enough for me to feel like he's going to be a top three receiver on the team. Which, so give me a number. Okay. Um, and what's the bet? I mean, this this one's tough because this year I actually do think he's going to succeed. Like, you know, I just I, – so I don't know. It's a little bit different because oh. that year I'm like, no, he's not making it. No, I mean, I, I watched him last year. I watched him in Dabo's offense. So let's see. Um, you know, what was – let me look up Isaiah McKenzie's stats from this past year. McKenzie. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Wait, let McKenzie. Up, mm-hmm the bills the, the last season what his stats were so he had uh 42 receptions 423 yards and four touchdowns 42 receptions wow i didn't realize he had that many i didn't either like to me i swore he only had like 20 right i'm so happy he's not on this team anymore uh, okay do you want to <laughs> do you, <laughs> do you <laughs> let me stop before i get myself in trouble do you so okay so let's set the over under on what isaiah mckenzie did so for hodges this year I think that's a fair bet, right? Four twenty. Yeah, four twenty-three. I think. Yeah. If, figure- if we can come in around four hundred, sure, four four hundred 
a little under, a little over. So yeah, I'd probably be well, willing to bite at four twenty. But what did he do last year? I thought I thought in the last few games, but and I get it now. They they drafted a few. Um, they they drafted a receiver and they brought somebody in, right? Um, uh, and I think Sterling's is it Sterling coming back? Sterling's coming back, yeah. So last season he he did um, with the Giants three hundred and fifty one. Mm-hmm. So you know I think just depending on how the 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 depth I, I think he could he could probably take the over on that but I'll take the under and then you know I, like I, I'll I'll take the risk on this one for yeah, four twenty three. Yeah, I'll take that. And what is the bet? And I this is where I suck at this because it's like I don't know what to do to you <laughs> if you were to lose. Like for me, well, I already know what you've queued up because I've been on Twitter. So <laughs> well, I, I don't I haven't actually figured out yet. Well, I I, I think I know where I want to go with it, but I will say my bets when I went aside from this cam one haven't all turned out bad because the the um what what jersey did you have the punter's jersey which punter oh that's the bet that i lost did i, I lost that bet too didn't i yeah I did. so i'm saying like <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so, uh uh what the heck was it bojorquez boho that's yeah, right boho, boho magic yeah. boho so that, and, and you and we were like we went on a run every time you wore that jersey we won so i just twice so literally nine in a row the first year and eight in a row the second year so I'm just saying, not every time you know you lose, it got to be a bad thing. But <laughs> except for when you have to put on a Cam Cam Newton jersey, Patriots jersey across the cameras, street, and there's cameras flashing, <laughs> and you're across the street from the you're, Bills Stadium. Like... You're across the street from the Bills Stadium, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, no, we could do we could do that though. I'm down for that. I, I think he's gonna. I think he'll he'll go over that, but I'll take the under just to make it interesting. The under four twenty, so four twenty three is the number. Four, I think I yeah. can live at four twenty three. So then it's about what? What is the wager? So what am I? What am I? What do I have to? I don't know. Do whatever. So what am I buying? I guess is the question. No, um, what am I buying then burning? <laughs> <laughs> no, I tell you what. This is this is what I this, this is going to make it interesting. I have to find it first. If I can find it, then we'll make it happen. Okay. I want you to wear a Miami Dolphins chad pennington jersey and there's a reason why i'm saying chad pennington because obviously pennington is my last, my last name. name yeah i know you, I know you've, so, a, you've, you've always had a man crush on chad pennington he i mean i love chad i love chad he's like the best in my opinion and this is this is for free for everybody who hasn't watched chad pennington right he was the best play action quarterback of that era like he yeah. th- his hand and footwork when it came to hiding the ball and doing things with and that, that might sound like i'm I'm probably being over dramatic with that but i'm telling you it was a beautiful thing to watch if you actually cared about that type of stuff go ask cover one go ask esp whoever i don't know go ask dan or he'll tell you like yeah chad pennington yeah but but go ahead so yeah so that's if if i win it's gonna be a chad pennington miami dolphins jersey i have to wear it you have to wear it and it's going to be your profile picture for for <laughs> the week we play the Dolphins. But where do I have to wear it to? We could I could just come over for dinner. Oh, okay. And, or or we could go out to we could go out to Bar Bill. You throw it on. and We take a picture. Wherever it doesn't have to be a big deal. But the profile picture is what it comes down to. This is the rough part because, like for me, I'm not necessarily sure what to make you. I'm. You know what? Let's do this. Um. If if he if he goes over, because I don't think you're I don't think if I lose it's that bad of a deal. I mean Chad Pennington. I mean there's some respect on that name, yeah. right? So yeah, and, it's just and, the Miami jersey. That's what I'm just. Right, I just want the Pennington. That's, that's the hard part, right? So yeah. Um, I think that uh, uh, 
promise I don't want you to have to buy anything, right? So, um, but that's where it gets difficult because we're always talking about these kind of weird jerseys. So it, it's it's like I could go the route of like you know you have to buy a McKenzie Colts jersey. <laughs> <laughs> if i have going back and i'm screen capturing that face that face was amazing yo i'm in tears i think that's i think you got your bet already i think um. Um, I don't it, think people really understand how much I, I'm like happy that he's no longer a Buffalo Bill because I don't talk about it. But listen, <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good bet. This is so. This is what we do. So that's the bet. Uh, yeah, and then you have to obviously wear it. Um, and then I don't know. It, the, the problem is, is what happens to these jerseys afterwards? And I'll buy a Pennington jersey and I'll I'll wear it just like you said. That way you don't have to buy the Pennington. I'll probably give it to you because no, I was gonna say I'll Pennington. I'll buy it anyway because I, I was looking. I'll, I'll look for a Chad Pennington jersey. So I, don't worry, but, I'll buy but it. This but this is what we'll do. If if Hodgins breaks four twenty three, if he breaks, let's say, so four twenty three is the over under, and if he ends up at uh, five hundred and fifty, I'll buy us both a Hodgins jersey, Giants jersey. Let's get it. Let's get it. Right. And you know him too, so we can get that autographed. Yeah. Right. Right. For sure. hundred <laughs> percent. They're going to be in Buffalo this year. So like, he's already told me like, yeah. So I think I'm going to end up buying them one of his jerseys anyway. I I, I love his story, but wait, we're, we're getting off the story. The, it's his story. Yeah. His story is amazing. It, it really is. So, but we're getting off topic, but yeah. So the bet everybody, uh, if, if Hodgins doesn't hit that number, I have to buy and wear a, a McKenzie Colts jersey. Uh, <laughs> yo, that's gonna be bad. I gotta, I gotta, yeah, to be no, TV, that's TVD where you're wearing it, but yeah, we gotta figure that out. So th- that's fine, but I'd be like that. Oh man. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm down. Oh, I think I got a shot this time. I'm down. I think you do because I think he's gonna go over on that. I do. I think I really do. But I'm willing to take the bet. Let's let's make it interesting. Uh, you uh, you did, the, you did the one thing I didn't want you to do, which, which was look up his numbers from last season. Because I thought for sure when you saw those, you'd be like, I'm out. Like what? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But see, because the thing is, if the if the roster was the same, I would have said heck no. Like right. Because because they 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 were depleted, so it's yes. like no, you know, Hodges came in at the end of the season, got his, so yeah, he was getting targets that I don't think that he's going to get as consistently. Yeah. I think he's still going to get time. I just don't fair. think he'll get, um, you know, six seven targets like that. No, fair. Certain, that's certain moments. So legitimate. That's a legitimately fair argument. I would agree. He has to. He'll has have to prove himself as a valuable commodity in their preseason, just like he did in Buffalo. I, th- I think he can do it so yeah yeah i think he can do it but you know i just think it's a fair bet so i'll, I'll right. take it it's funny because when you look at what he did in training camp for those that went to training camp last year isaiah hodgins and what he did in preseason i don't know how any bills fan was like surprised when he played well for the right. Giants. it's like uh he kind of showed you that that he had that little kind of extra thing that he wanted to do but yeah so cool that's a fun bet so awesome great yeah yeah okay i can't I, oh man i can't wait for this one okay so back, <laughs> so back to the beginning i can't wait for you to go back and watch the replay and see the look on your face <laughs> yeah i might i'm actually I download that one and throw that one up on the socials too <laughs> but so okay so yeah so it got started we did the the roster prediction and then pierre uh from buffalo yeah. fanatics reached out to me immediately it was like i was gonna say immediately. like it was like immediately we yep. did the show and then he hit me up and he's like hey man we think that you you could do a pod and and so i kind of jumped on on the opportunity there and listen 
I know there's still a ton of people. Um, they don't do pies anymore, right? Like they do the they no do idea. the vidcast side. Uh, Dis- okay, disconnected from everything is Joe gotcha. Miller right now. Yeah. No, I got you. I got you because yeah. I've been disconnected from everything, so I'm yeah. just getting yeah. Yeah. back plugged in myself. So I feel like I may be wrong, but I feel like Buffalo Fanatics now does they don't even uh, do a podcast like a. You can't find them on i on Apple Music or Vid, yeah, I, I could be wrong. Only. Vidcast, I'll check. Right. Okay. So I think they're on Vidcast only. But at the time, they did both podcasts and Vidcast, and it just turned out to be um, such an amazing opportunity. They kind of set me up real nice. Actually, they set me up uh, with an interview with Isaiah McKenzie. <laughs> um, funny enough, and that kind of jump started everything that I kind of do now, as far as um, trying to constantly have someone on to talk with and and to interview or uh, to gain different perspectives on different things that wasn't always just about football. And uh, Hey, for that, I tip my hat to those guys. I appreciate them. So shout Mm. out to Pierre, shout out to Bobby, shout out to Rico, Uh, everybody else who's over there as well. I mean, that's where I met most of you guys too. Mm -hmm. Sterling was there when I got there, you Mm -hmm. were there. Um, Yeah, it was, it was, we had a good summer over there, man. It was a good yeah. time. They are dropping limited pods. So they are dropping. Okay. Yeah. So not every pod, just some pods, which makes sense. So, yeah. 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 Well, shout out to Buffalo Fanatics, man. When y'all uh, listening for all your Buffalo Bills content, go ahead and check them out. I think they were the first ones, at least that I saw to drop the news on Josh uh, being on the cover of Madden too. Like they were the first one with the rumor. So yeah, yeah. big ups. Yeah. Big ups to them for that. Well, they're and, con- um, they're connect- they're pretty well connected too, so I mean, it, it would make sense that they would know. Um, but no, you did great, and then th- that was where the Humpty Hotline started. Like it started, it, mm-hmm. that was a fun night, right? So that was the night that like, uh, uh, so Rico for some reason he ne- needed two people for his show, and he wanted he's like, let's have the two new kids come on. So that was you and me, yeah. and like even beforehand, he was like kind of giving us a little bit of a pep talk coming on live, and uh, and we went on and we did well, and he was like you guys did great most people don't do that well the first time and i was like i don't know we were just <laughs> talking talking football and then the humpty hotline started from that right mm-hmm. there like that and then it kind of took off immediately after that and that was fun i actually saw the one picture uh the, the when the bills that was the year the bill the bills got cole beasley if i'm not mistaken going into that season and we had the eight is enough uh wide receivers uh all the different like they, they had eight wide receivers in camp which included hodgins and gabe davis and, and cole mm-hmm. beasley like john brown was there like all these guys and like you and i were the faces of the mom and dad and then all the receivers bobby i think made that when we're all the we're all the kids from from the tv show eight is enough that was fun yeah so, yeah. yeah bob bobby has some interesting graphics back then <laughs> talented yeah yeah all of those guys man so again shout out to those guys over there um but but yeah so i mean that's kind of how it really got started and then from there man like is i just really can't believe it's been three years so for you it's been what four now uh ish four and a half yeah right so yeah man yeah so it just seems like it started like it just doesn't seem like it's been that long so I, I I started at the Ebenezer meeting, Ebenezer Alehouse meeting between the two of us, because that was shortly after I started. And it was the first time that you and I kind of really connected. I mean, we had we had connected before, but not like really kind of face to face in a personal level. And I was asking you a bunch of questions about my pod. Yeah, um, and yeah. just and, and I think that was the moment where you were like, and that was early. That was probably six months prior to right. Six or seven mm-hmm. months prior to. And you were like, I've thought about doing it, but this and that. And even then I was like, you should do it. Why not? Give it a shot. Right. You've got a voice and your voice needs to be heard. So give it a whirl. And then, yeah, fast forwarding to when I w- we were just chatting and I was like, you should just come on the show. And you're like, yeah. uh, OK. 
<laughs> literally i'm like oh sure okay <laughs> and then the next thing you know you're hitting me up in my in my in my text saying uh pierre just got a hold of me and, uh i've got a show i'm like wait a minute yeah. it's been 10 minutes how'd you get a show exactly. in 10 minutes <laughs> i was just as shocked if not more than you because you know everybody you i don't well i can't speak for everybody but i know for me a lot of times when i do something it's like okay that had to suck <laughs> and then and then like once the feedback starts to roll and it's like oh this didn't this wasn't an epic failure this was right, awesome right so just the way um after that show the way everybody was showing love and and then we the the bills community like the the twitter and mm -hmm. um podcast community and everything man it's so tight-knit like obviously we have our our little spats here and there where well whatever happens but there, for the most part you, you know gotta, there's a measure of ego to do uh, to do this right there all of us true. have a, a a nice little teaspoon or tablespoon of confidence and ego and a little bit of arrogance i might have a cup i might have a cup just, <laughs> just saying, i was being nice and i mean so, I, yeah. yeah maybe i just i right. might just have like a, a full gallon of a, a little because <laughs> <laughs> no one is immune we'll just put it that way so you you don't do this unless you've got some desire to be heard right yeah yeah so with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. But so for those who who ever wondered, that's pretty much the story of of how like all of this stuff got started for me. And really, even Joe, like he said, because we started that conversation and then that's when, and I believe you were doing it because it was a project that you were going to do for your job at the time, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Like you were going to two parts. Uh, so, yes, there was an aspect of I had to do a website transformation off of Squarespace. Not that anybody gives a crap about this. And, and Squarespace no longer supported podcasts. There was a time when they were giving away that service with a podcast because that's what mm. they did. 25 years 20 years ago and there was like 900 or i don't even know some several hundred that had to be, remain so there, so anytime i do something like that in my life i usually learn like the whole process i don't just like yeah, figure out just enough it's like well i'm just gonna if i'm gonna do this i'm gonna get into it so i got into it and then it was coupled with the notion or the feeling that i had that uh and i'm talking about me now we're supposed to be talking about you i apologize no uh, and no. Then just coupled with the notion that i had that i felt like my voice wasn't being heard so I was like, well, I'll do this for a couple of weeks, whatever, just to figure it out. Um, and it got it got kind of popular kind of quick. And then it took about two months. And Mathis Judge, from who was with Fanatics mm -hmm. at the time, uh, then he jumped in and he was like, what do you think? And I was like, about what? He's like, join the Fanatics. And, I, and that was before <laughs> I think you and I even went to lunch. I think I was in the yeah. when you and I went to lunch. So, yeah, it was, yeah. Whirlwind, a little bit. It's like, oh, all right, that's wild. So, yes, yes, sure. Platform, give me a platform, sure. So yeah. Shout out to having eyes for talent, man. Right. <laughs> for sure. Shout out to that. And now you're so, doing that. You're in that role. Like you're in that role yeah. of discovering people. Yeah. And wild. actually, you know what? And I haven't even made any like announcements, but um, we got a couple new new um content creators joining us. So um Jeremiah Poyer, uh, Jordan Poyer's brother, will be joining um the buffalo rumblings family That's and nice. he's actually going to be joining to start off he's going to uh, be joining the the chop up crew mm -hmm. so um when you watch and listen to the chop up you're going to also be hearing uh from my man jeremy poyer 
uh aj is joining us as well he's going to be doing aj analytics or is it aj analysis i always i I don't know but he aj analytics i think he's doing he's dropping his show uh actually starting this week thursday so uh that's going to be fun and then um i know everybody is already caught up with the mafia cast um they're Mm -hmm. going to be starting uh well they're doing what they're doing but then as of the when the season starts they'll actually be uh on the podcast side of things as well Mm so uh yeah we're adding some talent and and we're trying to trying to grow the buffalo rumblings brand and man we're gonna do it yeah you're doing a good job and jeremiah's uh dude uh jerry strosky says to me often real recognize real and i'm sure that he didn't create that statement but he says that to me often and uh Jeremiah and Jordan's dad and just Jeremiah, like they hang out at the, the Bills Mafia mm-hmm. house with us before the games, and they're just good people. They're just good, good people. people, right? Real good people, man. Like, and <laughs> and I know so like obviously for me, uh, my relationship with them started mm. because I love Jordan, like you mm-hmm. know, and but but man, there's times now like I, there there are weeks that go by where I, I'll talk to Jeremy every day and don't even think to talk to short you know i don't and or i'll talk to his father like you mentioned his family dude his family is just top notch like top to bottom they're they're just good people and Mm -hmm. uh so so no i'm excited that jeremy wants to uh i've been asking him to do this now for for over a year so i'm happy that now he's he's at the point where he's like you know what i want my voice out there so that's cool uh yeah it's gonna be real cool and and so, yeah, look, look forward to him on a chop up and I'm going to push him to eventually have his own. Like, that's the goal. He yeah. he wasn't for it right now. He's like, well, let me get my feet wet. Yeah. OK, I respect it. So, yeah, he'll be with the chop up. I think we had we'll, a similar we'll conversation. We did. A hundred percent. That's exactly what it was. So that's why I'm like, OK, yeah, I, I'll, I'll go for that. I'll respect it. So. Awesome. Um, so, yeah. And I think do I have any more announcements before before we get into the bills? Because now it's time to talk football. Um, you know what? Saturday, I'm dropping a special edition um, code of conduct. I'm going to have uh, Mina Kimes joining me on the code of conduct for AFC East review. I just I got to ask her. I mean, because she you know, she's one of the when I listen to her and I watch her pod and stuff, she's very free with the things that she says. Like mm-hmm. she's one of the few that kind of doesn't care. And, and uh, mm-hmm. so I need to I need to ask her, like, is, is it for real? Like, is Aaron Rodgers coming over, really closing the gap for the Jets? Are the Patriots still going to suck? Like what, what's happening? And I know she's going to be honest enough to tell us that. So uh, Saturday at noon, it is going to be podcast only. It's not dropping as a vidcast. So head over to Spotify, head over to Apple Music and uh, download or wherever you get your podcast from and, and check it out, man. I'm, I'm excited for it. So let's get into the, to football. It's going to be it's going to be cool on the offense side. Um, I feel like the Bills have either slightly improved mm-hmm. or remained the same in every area on offense. I don't know if you agree with that, but I, I, I do not feel like we're worse on offense at any position than we were last season. We might be the same or slightly better. How do you feel about the offense? Do you think that um, we're going to see an improvement for what was the number two offense in the league, or are we going to kind of take a step backwards? I still love what yards per pass, the handle uh, at yards per pass said on Twitter uh somewhere around week 13 where they were like you know this bill's offense is incredibly just he said maddening and surprising and then he followed it up with just when you think they're about as trash as they could be you look up (laughs) at the scoreboard they've scored 32 points and you're like how did we get here um they definitely this offense definitely doesn't hum or didn't hum in 2022 the way that it did in the covid year 2020 when they were just 
Allen was a machine and they were hitting guys all over the field and people were wide open all the time. Um, did we get better is the question. You know, we could be wildly better if Gabe Davis doesn't drop 50% of his passes. So we can start right there. So with an expectation that Gabe Davis is healthy this year, um, because like there's people talking about, I think Bean said it right. Well, Gabe was hurt, yada, yada. Uh, well, okay. So if we can expect him to catch 25%, 25 more balls this year, that's going to be a pretty big deal from Gabe Davis. But I think there was a, I think there was a specific message sent by Brandon Bean in the draft to this roster, which effectively was catch the football by going out and getting shorter, who barely dropped any passes in college, and then obviously getting Dalton Kincaid, who also barely dropped any passes. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember who said it. I don't remember if it was on the radio or if it was just on a pod short that I listened to that was posted on Twitter, but somebody said that the reason that the Bills struggled last year as bad as they did was because they expected to run 12 personnel with O.J. Howard, and when O.J. Howard didn't look the way that they wanted him to look in camp and they cut him loose, it was almost like a scramble dash, like what are we going to do now? Um, so there's an aspect that if, if, if they're going to, if, if Dorsey wants to run 12 personnel with Dalton Kincaid in there, uh, and he's effectively going to play that slot position and he can work the field the way that we hope that he can. And you don't know how much of an effect a, a rookie is going to make. Um, you can never count out Josh Allen, right? I think the running game is going to be better with Harris, Damian Harris. Um, I think James Cook is ready. I, I think you and I've talked about this, like James mm-hmm. Cook, James Cook, the last six games, did not look like James Cook the first six games. Mm-hmm. The last six games, he was very much – there were moments he was patient and kind of like waiting and setting up blocks and stuff the way that – I'm going to use I'm gonna use a name, and it's not a great comparison, but it just reminded me – when I have a picture in my head, I think of early uh, 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 Le'Veon Bell, the way that he would just kind of like mm-hmm. kind of stand up with the ball and kind of like shuttle to his right or his left, and then he would take yeah. off. And that's kind of what I felt like I was beginning to see – from James Cook. Now he's wildly a different body type. So they're no, that's not what I'm saying. They're not the same player. I'm just saying like, that was just kind of what I felt all that long answer, bro. And I'm sorry. I think they're going to be better this year than they were last year. Dorsey with another year. I think they're going to run the personnel that that Dorsey wants to run. Um, I think there's going to be, you know, a a, a more of a reliance on the run game that could be effective. Um, So yes, but I would love to hear your thoughts as I just covered all of them. Sorry. Well, no, I haven't, so I haven't talked in a long time. So this is that's but that's why it's perfect. That's why I'm like, let me be the first to have Joe back on. So that way I don't have to say much when it comes to this football. Cause I, I haven't been plugged in either, honestly. But I agree with you. I I love I love the Kincaid pick. I you know, I I think um so obviously I don't watch much college football. Neither. And and but there are certain guys that kind of come up they end up on your radar because they are like the cream of the crop for their Mm -hmm. position and from everything that i understood um you know he was probably a top three or top Mm -hmm. two tight end in his draft so for him to fall where he did um and the compare i I hate comparisons a lot of times when it comes to guys who have never played a snap in the nfl right Uh, but all the comparisons are like the Buffalo Bills just drafted their version of Travis Kelsey. Right. The Buffalo Bills just drafted uh, the best pass catcher in the draft. In the draft. The Bill, pass, you know, best catch, be, pass catching receiver. Best pass catching receiver in the draft. In the draft. So, okay. so to me, that's already an improvement. Now, it, it, I, I was rough last year on on Davis. We know that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be rough until he stops dropping passes. But if if you know some of those passes are now with a tight end who we know is going to catch the ball most of the time. Mm-hmm. If if Dawson Knox is who he who he was 
the second half of the year and in the playoffs, like like playoff Dawson Knox, that that Dolphins game. Mm-hmm. If you give me that guy every week, I every promise week. you, we wouldn't even have had to draft Kincaid if you give me that guy every single week. But I like the fact that I feel like now the tight end position with Kincaid is going to kind of replace the Cole Beasley role that we had because Isaiah McKenzie, and that's the, Isaiah McKenzie is actually the next topic as well. But yep. he didn't. He was basically given the the Cole Beasley role. Yep. And and I wasn't happy about it. Like when they now I know I I, I kind of publicly um I, I wanted them to extend a little dirty. I'm like. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember that. I posted this thing like yep. give him the bag or upgrade yep. his bag. Yep. And the reason was is because when the, the year that we used him in the offense as like a gadget player where he was like doing these jet sweeps and he was, um, you know, just all these misdirections and just fancy plays that, that Brian Debo had drawn up for us. He seemed to be like this dangerous weapon that mm-hmm. if you plugged him in these certain places, it was just such a mismatch for, for certain teams. We didn't. We haven't seen that. the last year that Dayball was here. We didn't see it. This last season, we didn't see it. So I, I don't know. So so for me, I think the combination of not really replace, replacing Beasley, and it it could be Howard. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like before Howard got here, we knew who Howard was. It was more. It was more about uh, expectation and. Uh... You know, when, when when the Bills picked him up, I said, I mean, you've heard me say it. The a, a, a ruptured Achilles tendon is a is a it's a career ender. I mean, it's just most well, guys don't ever return to form. They just don't. So, and that's what he had, right? So, but that's why when I look at it, it's like we we knew who he was even before he even before he had that injury. He was good, very he was, athletic. He, he was, was he was good. But I think, but he I wasn't think like I think he was meant to block, and then and then and then Dawson was meant to be that pass catcher. No. Trust but they're both they're both um he OJ Howard was like one of the most athletic they the way they used to ex, the expectations for this guy and I'm not saying this is what the Buffalo Bills expected mm-hmm. but early on in his career he was he was like supposed to be what like Njoku is and you know right. like like right. this freak of an athlete yes. at tight right. end that and it just hasn't been that for his career so to me mm-hmm. when it's like okay we're going to sign him pair him with Knox and and run some 12 I'm gonna run 12 personnel with OJ Howard. <laughs> you get what I mean? So it's like, and that's not a shot at him. Like he's a professional athlete. I'm not, and I'm sitting here <laughs> talking about professional athletes. But the the point that I'm saying is, it's like when I hear that excuse, like it didn't work out because they were gonna run that mm-hmm, with, mm-hmm. with. It's like really, we we knew who he was, and that's that's bit. what we're yep. that's what we're saying. Yeah. Uh, so to me, I was just more disappointed. I feel like we still had the right recipe last year. I just feel like we got away from it. I watched the the entire season since the season was over. I've watched it maybe three times now. Even the losses? Even the losses. That you and, didn't skip a game. Didn't skip a game. I didn't skip a game. I watched there's, every single one. There's still a couple and, losses I haven't watched back yet. I'm like I can't Well, you know what? There's some good stuff in the losses. They're really in you know, there's some plays that I feel like um I can speak on a couple of them. Like there's some that first Jets game. There was only there's some one plays game. in there. There was only one good play in that whole game. It was the pass to Diggs. Well, there's one good play that like it ended up being good. I'm saying like there's some plays that when you watch it, you can recognize that a Ken okay. Dorsey is a is a very good. He's a very yeah. good play caller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, like the execution of things. I hate coach talk, so I hate when they're like we got to execute better. But then when you go back and watch, it's just like 
oh, he really dropped his third and three pass yeah. when he and, and I'm not even talking about Davis on this one, but I mean like there's certain <laughs> moments in all of these games yes. <laughs> where it's like, oh, if he would have just caught that. It was a well-designed play. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the Vikings game. Man, I, everybody knows how much I love and I'm going to miss Tremaine. But if you could just like, when you watch that game and you look at the difference between the first half to the second half when Tremaine mm -hmm. went out, mm -hmm. it was almost like we completely lost. Like, it, you, it was almost like we knew we were going to lose the game when Tremaine got injured. Because yeah. second half, we just weren't the same team. Yep. And um, the Bengals game that one probably hurt the most to watch because it just felt like we were uninspired. Mm. But again, what I'm saying is it's like overall, when you go back and watch it, Dorsey fully has like, I co-sign him period now. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not, you're not going to hear me hate on him. He's a very good play caller. Execution has to be better. I think that we got better uh, players in certain areas. Offense line, and, sorry, offensive line. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean like just to, so I, th I think overall, even if it's only by a step, like one mm. step, I think mm. that we're better in every at the running back position. You just mentioned James Cook. I think I think he can be like the guy, but I also I love I just I love the Harris pickup. Mm -hmm. I love um, really the expansion I think Bean, role, right? I, I just think Brandon Bean did a, a heck of a job. Um, and he even I feel like we're going to have a seasoned vet on our practice squad, whether uh, that like I don't know Latavius Murray. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, and I'm just saying, I don't know if that's going to work the way we plan for it to. Somebody mm -hmm. might pick him up after cut down day or something, but, but I just, I think Brandon Bean, you know, if any year has shown me that he knows what he's doing and he's yeah. done that quite a bit yeah. for us, I think this year with minimal funding and then on defense, you figure you go out and you, and you're still able to sign these guys. So we, we signed a, a, one of the top pass rushers in, in free agency, Malcolm Floyd, which is, which is crazy to think that we could do with no money, mm -hmm. you know, um, we brought back Jordan. We lose Tremaine. But then other Puna than losing Ford. Tremaine. Puna Ford. For, come on, man. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, there's I, a, I feel like we got better. The biggest question. Well, and there's there's rumors. There's conversations being had that Tredavious White looks like he's back to form, which is huge. But the biggest question mark is going to be linebacker. Who is going to play? Who's going to take that, you know, Tremaine Edmonds role? And the question is, is do they do they change? Do they go to a traditional four, three with three linebackers and actually have a traditional Mike linebacker to kind of make up for, we don't have the flexibility, the ability to do that nickel four, two, which I'll be honest with you. The thing that I need to, the thing that I need to see most out of this football team is game planning and strategy week to week, because mm -hmm. we did, I, I, I know they watch film. I know they watch the, you know, whatever it is, Sunday to Monday, they watch the game they just played. And I know that they watch film on their opponents. I, I know that they do these things. I just, when you talk about, and I'm going somewhere with this defensively, when you talk about Bill Belichick and the great head coaches, you know, Bill Belichick, you know, he, he's going to take what you do best away from you and make you work right off of your second best or your third best. And the bills largely in a lot of games did not do that on offense or defense. They were just like, we're good enough to beat you and we're going to beat you. And if anybody wants an example, and you and I have probably talked about this before, and I'm going to say it again, the 49ers took Miami, Miami went to San Francisco and played the Niners and they just about shut Tua down by rushing him and, and giving him zero time and basically blanketing his receivers. They lost that game. Then the dolphins go to the chargers and the chargers made him look stupid. Like mm -hmm. literally he was dropping back and throwing the ball to open green spaces on the field, hoping somebody would get there because he had no time and his receivers were covered. The only positive play they had was a fumble. The Tyreek Hill picked up 
ran around the pile and ran for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. They go in and play the Buffalo Bills the very next week, and they put 32 points on us because we ran a nickel four two and played off coverage. And I'm done with that. Like that's defensively, I, I need to see a game plan. I need to see a look. We're trying to beat these guys, and we've studied, and we have a game plan to beat them that isn't us just rolling our best eleven out there. So we'll see what Sean McDermott does. To me, it's linebacker for this defense, and it's Sean McDermott. How does he call these plays? How does he prep this team? And what are we doing at linebacker? I can't fight you there. Like, and and I'm a huge McDermott fan, and I'm very excited about him calling the plays this year. Me too. Uh, but but I can't fight you on on a seeing. Well, what is he going to do? Because um, at this point now, there's no scapegoat, right? And I say that to say because a lot of the time, 13 seconds. A lot of people blame Leslie Frazier, which they should. He was the defensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator caused the plays and the play that was called, let the, like they just let the chiefs go down the field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we don't have to relive it, yeah. but so I get that. But to me, and I've been saying this since then, and I know you remember, cause on hump day, we went oh, yeah. off about it. Oh yeah. You blame the head coach. Like at this, so at this point, there's no buffer for him. He he's, he's going to take, all of the criticism for when the defense fails, when the defense, like if, if Jerry was still working, Jerry would ask him if he was embarrassed after losing against the Patriots instead of asking Jordan. I blame, I blame Sean McDermott on 13 seconds because it happened twice. Right. Mm -hmm. So it happened the first time and it's like, okay. And they called timeout before each play. And the second time they're lining up the same way. And to me, that's the moment where if you're the head coach, you're losing your mind or somebody is paying for it when it's over. Right. I blamed him from the first time. Like I get it. I get that it happened twice, but well, no. Cause I mean, if you think about it that year, I think if any year, man, that was the year that was the that year. I feel like the team that we put out on the field was supposed to win it all. Mm-hmm. Like every year you got a chance with Josh Allen, but we were mm-hmm. supposed to win it that year. Mm-hmm. So, and then to your point about um, the nickel, like the traditional four, two, I, I think, Honestly, I wrote an article for for Buffalo for us Buffalo Rumblings a couple of weeks ago, and I talked about how I'm excited because I truly think that the Buffalo Bills brought in uh, Tyler Rapp to kind of change philosophy. You don't lose a player mm-hmm. like Tremaine Emmons, even though I know Bills fans beat me up because they don't think he's as good as I do. I do. You don't lose a player as good as Tremaine Edmonds and try to be the same. You sure. change your philosophy. So at this point, I feel like they're going to roll out like a four one six type deal where you're going to mm-hmm. have the Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, uh, Trey White, hopefully Kyrie Elam, Tyler Rapp, and and Johnson. It's like and an umbrella have, coverage. Like an umbrella yep. coverage. And and because when you think about it, Teron Johnson is good in the run support. So is mm-hmm. Jordan and Micah. Mm-hmm. So I think what they're gonna and I could be completely wrong, but I think you beef up the line by going to get a forward. I think you beef up the line and get those guys like that. And um, I wouldn't even be shocked to see Ed be on the edge a little bit. Because he's, which I think they should try to figure out how to do. But I think you beef up that defensive line to help be good against the run. Mm-hmm. And I think you have some run support with those safeties and with Taron Johnson. And then I think you, you know, I, I think, so I don't know. I'm excited to see what it is. And we're playing against a lot of quarterbacks this year that's that's slinging the ball. Yeah. So I, I, I really do. I think that we're going to completely change what we're looking at. I know I had some negative comments on the article, like, this is dumb. This would never happen. But I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm just telling you, watch, you're going to see several times this year where you're going to see, it's going to look like a dying package in a way, but it's going to be an extra 
defensive back back there. Yeah. Like you're gonna, I just uh, watch, mark my words, because Tyler, so, he's a starting caliber safety. Yes, the interesting thing is going to be Ed Oliver because Ed Oliver is now going to play alongside, regardless of who he's playing with, the best group of defensive tackles out like this team has ever had in Daquan Jones, Tim Settle, Puna Ford, Jordan Phillips, like anybody he's standing next to is going to be worth their salt, right? Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see how that whole conversation goes. There's also going to be a little bit of a log jam when you talk about edge guys, you know, Boogie Basham, AJ Epinesa, is somebody going to get moved before the season? Who, are there going to be surprise? They, they, we say it every time this every time this time of year comes around, we're like, they can't keep all these guys. They can't keep all these defensive linemen, and they do. <laughs> well, you know what? Sarah and I were talking about that because uh, she and Jerry on her show, when they on the line of game, mm -hmm. they did like a way too early roster projection. Yeah. And um, so I, I'm, you know, this because I, I sometimes I try not to jump in the comments when I'm watching everybody's show. So I'll shoot a text. And then when you're done, then it's like, okay, you can say something. So like during the show, um, they said that Saran Neal was like on the kind of like on the outside looking in. And I'm like, there's no way they're cutting mm -hmm. Saran Neal. Like Saran Neal is a lot for this team. Yeah. And teams especially. She, well, no. And, and she didn't. So that's how I took it. She ended up correcting, not correcting it, but she ended up correcting me and saying like, no, I'm saying like, these guys are going to make the team for sure. But then like, who's going to make it out of this group of guys who was oh, like color coded a certain way. So, um, but I, I just feel like Saran Neal was a lot, but I feel like, um, you know, we got to probably schedule another one of these, whether it's here or if we do a hump day or something and then do, cause we, we typically do our roster projections too. And, and that's actually, is getting there. We're about to we're about to um, report to camp soon. So, so we gotta... uh, don't wish my summer away. <laughs> no, I'm not. That's why I said soon. So <laughs> I figure like mid next month. I know Bruce and I are going to do every season. Now we do the uh, quarterback rankings going into the season. So I got that show coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, so you and I have to do our roster projections mm -hmm. and, and then uh, figure it out. But uh, I, I, I don't mean... know. I, I think we're I think we're better on both sides of the ball. But I guess I get confused when I when I jump on Twitter. And I see they're not not all Bills fans, but there's a good portion who feel like we didn't do enough to to improve this year. When really this year, I feel like um, the gap was was already kind of big in our division. Mm -hmm. So like we improved from who we were. And yeah, other teams improved. But are you really scared? And honest, honest question. Are you really scared of Aaron Rodgers joining the Jets? I mean, yes, they have weapons and they've got a phenomenal defense. Uh, they beat us once last year, uh, regardless of it was if it was because we didn't execute or what. You know, the reality is, is you know, he's, he's going to be better than Zach Wilson was, right? So, mm -hmm. um, you just never know, and you 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 fall back to anytime teams have tried to build a quote unquote super team, it doesn't work out. So, um, scare it might concern. I I might be less concerned after week one. Let's put it that way. Okay. I'm going to say before week one, even if we lose that game, I'm not worried. Just like when we lost to the Dolphins last year, early in the season, and that was their Super Bowl. And you had, shout out to my man Smoke, uh, but you had Smokey running around screaming his head off because yeah, the Miami yeah. Dolphins Super won Bowl. the Super Bowl in week three. <laughs> you know, so even if we lose week one, I, I can't see myself being scared. Like, now, I know Green Bay fans will tell you Aaron Rodgers had a had a beat-up thumb last year. He couldn't really grip the ball well, is what everybody's saying. But I saw Aaron Rodgers last year. I get it. I saw him two years prior to that, too, as the two-time defending MVP. But 
I don't know. I saw Aaron Rodgers last year, and he just wasn't that impressive to me. This is an interesting flip for you because you have always been the I love Rodgers Aaron fan. That, that like, I, regardless of how good Josh Allen played or whoever else, Aaron Rodgers is the man, the guy. Aaron, I love so so. When I'm saying this, this is this is 100 me like trying to be honest about things and not just let my bias take over. Cause there were times before Josh got like this version of Josh, before the COVID year, I was like, man, I trade my entire roster for a couple years of Aaron roster, Aaron Rodgers. So like, I, I love Aaron Rodgers that much, but I just don't, I think at this point of, and then I don't even think he's focused right now, man. Like he's enjoying New York city, which he should. He's been in green Bay for two decades. Easy. But he, <laughs> but he's enjoying life. So so go do your thing. But I just don't see him. But I guess on one hand, I have I have other friends saying like, hey, he's motivated now because he's going to want to prove Green Bay was wrong. For how long though? How long? How long does that motivation stick? Right. That's the I, question. I just it's for me. It's more about completing passes. He's going to put the ball where it needs to be. So we'll see. He, he will. He will. But I also think that the players that they ended up signing because of him diluted their offense i think i think last if if you look at their offense the way it was last year if you would have inserted a healthy aaron Rodgers as opposed to zach wilson i think that team would have been fine mm -hmm. adding you add alan lazard that's good i think lazard is a good player but then when you go and you got to add randall cobb and mm -hmm. then you're adding a, like you're just you're you're gonna push somebody off the roster who actually deserves yeah. to to ball out with somebody the caliber of aaron Rodgers. so i think in a way yeah signing him is better but now mm -hmm. I think you're going to have like maybe two, two or three roster positions that are going to kind of be wasted. Right. right. And wasted. Well, that's, a, that's a rough thing to say, but yeah, it's a, that's the right way to say it. I mean, if, if even if they keep Randall Cobb as a kind of a veteran coach to make Aaron Rodgers feel comfortable, right. That's, that's a depth player. And I say Hodgins who isn't there. Mm -hmm. That's it. Cause that's really what happened with the bills last year. Right. Exactly that. Right. So, you know, you're, you're going to waste a roster spot and, and, so okay, we only got a few minutes left. So let's do it because we're gonna go that, over. Are we gonna go over again? No, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna make this. We're gonna do this quick. We're gonna do this quick. So because we already talked about the defense, kind of. We talked about the offense. We did. So last year we mm -hmm. ended up keeping Isaiah McKenzie for the full season. We ended up keeping um, Kumaro. We kept certain players um, that didn't necessarily. We thought Isaiah McKenzie was going to be a big producer in this offense he had 423 yards right um and i, I was gonna prepare some clips for this i'm glad i didn't <laughs> i've sent you some clips in the past so you, yeah. you've gotten them mm -hmm. so but it's, it's but we've no, we've seen so many things where he wasn't a major contributor is you know is that what's going to happen in new york but then the question for buffalo was more so like you know did we did we improve on our replacement for him I, obviously i think that we did I think it's just more about what are the bills. So the, <clears throat> the bills lived in a space for Josh Allen where he had a, his, his fuzzy blanket, his fuzzy, warm, cuddly blanket was, you know, Cole Beasley over the middle who could get open no matter what. And that three yards was there always. And as much as that pissed off bills fans and he only gets three yards, then he falls down still three yards, still four yards. And it's something the defense has to worry about. And you saw what happened when the defense didn't have to worry about it. The question is they lived with it for two years. They lived without it last year. Are they going to be able to pivot and find something to give Josh Allen that outlet, right? And I think part of what hurt the Bills last year was they didn't have the Beasley role, and he wasn't running the way that he had run in the past. So I think Dalton Kincaid changes that for them. Um, I think that Hardy kid is going to be good. I don't know much about him, but the, the work that you've done, kind of researching him and the things that I hear other people say just here and there, I think he's got a lot of talent. I think he's shown some stuff in the past when he wasn't injured. Um, 
had they improved, I would say this. If if and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna re, I'm gonna repeat what you said, sort of. Um, if they kept McKenzie in a gadget role, he's effective and a and an important piece of this offense. McKenzie in a standard stand at the line of scrimmage in the slot is not an effective piece to this offense, right? So yes, by removing him, I agree with you. They've gotten better. in that role you're right he was because i said that too and i agree like he was very effective but i don't know if it's even just that anymore because you expect players to develop a little bit more and i don't expect him i didn't expect him to be cole beasley or i didn't expect him to develop into a top five uh slot receiver you know i I get that but but man like dude the, the viking oh the vikings game the vikings game joe there's he, you remember the interception where Josh, um, not the not the in overtime, not to end not, the game. Not Patrick Peterson. That that was that was his arm brace that did that one. But yeah, not that one. Yeah, the one in I think it was like the third or early in the fourth quarter. Josh scrambles out to his right. Isaiah McKenzie was being covered, actually oh. by Peterson. Peterson got the interception. Yes, I know. Isaiah was yep, yep. Isaiah McKenzie literally walked out of bounds and stood there and watched with his hands on his hips and watched (laughs) the play happen. And when Peterson entered and intercepted the ball and ran it back 35 yards, just stood there. McKenzie still stood there as a spectator on the sideline. Yeah. Walked himself out of bounds is the key thing. Like the play was over. I just ran out of bounds and then turns around. Peterson catches the football and takes off. Gone. Yep. Isaiah was like, Oh wait, Am I supposed Man. to change him? <laughs> Man. But hey, locker room karaoke the next Wednesday was the important thing. So all day. And then day. you and then okay, I'm not gonna because I could <laughs> no, because <laughs> you're gonna love that jersey. You're gonna love, I'm gonna love that it. Jersey. You know what? You know what really you know what was the end for me with him though? Like cause I cause I I, I I loved him as a personality, I, I, and I still do. I think he's good for Indianapolis. Yeah. Spent some time there, second home, well, third now because I consider Phoenix home. So, sure. But after I forget, was it the Miami game or I forget which game it was? But he did one of his shows with Ty, and when he he did his show with Ty, and on the show he was being sarcastic about the fans criticizing him for dropping the pass, and he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna do wet ball drills, so if any fan that comes to the podcast that can do properly, we'll." pay for your wings it's like something like that and it's like are you kidding i'm gonna find a tweet and i'm gonna send it to you do i get to, I, do i get to wear the sticky gloves too <laughs> the old right old sticky gloves like come on man and like like you're a professional player this is what you we, do <laughs> this is what you do like why are you trying to clap back at fans for saying you should catch the but are you not a wide receiver like yeah. is that not what a wide receiver doesn't a wide receiver catch the ball <laughs> with sticky gloves <laughs> with sticky glove like come on man like come on. so for me that that was when for me as a fan it was just like okay uh yeah. mckenzie gets to go next season <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah <he> gone. <laughs> that's what it was for me so but anyway so uh we i feel like we're we're obviously cutting this short because we could go on and talk bills for we can talk forever so yeah so we'll we'll um We'll we'll get back to planning at some point soon. I, I feel like either kind of mid to end of July we can 
jump back on for hump day and then get going into the swing of things for August and, and back into the season. Indeed. We will have a, some scheduling changes too coming up for the season that will be announced soon. Uh, heartbreaks and heartbreaks. I don't, well, can I announce this yet or, or should not I not? Yet. Not yet. Okay. I won't announce it yet. And, and that wasn't a heartbreak. Like he's leaving. Joe no, ain't going yet. no place. Nor, yeah, so nor. don't think so. Yeah. So don't, don't, don't take that and run with it. He ain't going nowhere, yeah, no. but okay. So I want to announce like, What about Fina? <laughs> Fina's nobody, like ain't nobody doing, going nowhere. Fina's doing his damn hardest to get Long Drink to sponsor our show. I'm like, Fina, you're giving them free advertising. He's like, I hope they get the message. I'm like, you're hey, getting it. <laughs> we start start uh, clipping that and putting it on social. Mm-hmm. Start clipping it and putting it on social. We'll, we'll get a scene, but <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get out of here. Listen, y'all, y'all know how we do it with the code of conduct. I love y'all, and I want y'all to love each other, take care of each other, and live in peace. And as always, stay positive, test negative. Go Bills. Go Bills. Code of conduct.